0: Welcome inside episode 648 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Peller up in the Blue Mountains. And for the first time this season, it's a game day
1: for the Ottawa Senators. Ross I am so fired up we're getting back into our game day routine we're going to take a look at the Buffalo Sabres lines we're going to have your locked on players your lookout players and the vibes are through the roof first game in a Sens
0: jersey that matters for Claude Giroux Alex Dabrinkit we'll get into some player predictions for the long term as well let's get into it this is the Locked On Senator Podcast it's your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen. On this Thursday, October 13th, we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up and commenting on today's video. Today's comment, it's easy. Where are your vibe levels at? Are you confident? Are you cautiously optimistic? How are you feeling heading in to today's game and this season as a whole? course we want you to subscribe to locked on senators channel as well and hit that bell and you'll be notified when a new video goes live which will come in handy tonight pilsey
1: because the postcast returns the postcast is back we're fired up i ross i haven't had this much excitement and anticipation for an ottawa senator's regular season opener in years i mean finally it feels like Game one of 82 has a lot of weight to it. Like the Senators need to get off to a much better start than they have the past few seasons. And they're poised to do that. The boys are ready. They know what's at stake. They know the pressure. They know where their team is. They understand the new additions have really changed what the expectations are. Fans know it. And I couldn't think of a better matchup to start than the Buffalo Sabres. Because I think... The Buffalo Sabres are where the Sens were a little while ago, but now they're above that. Let's make sure right off the hop on the road, you can get a good start up against a team like Buffalo.
0: It's the two youngest teams in the National Hockey League Yep, going head-to-head. And the Sabres are the youngest team, and they have the oldest player in Craig Anderson. I wonder if he'll be a net. We do know all of the other intricacies of the Buffalo Sabres lineup. We'll get to our lookout player, and those lines a little later on. There are some players I really like on Buffalo, and I'm excited to see play tonight. But we say that the Sens are back. The postcast is back. Pillsy. everybody's asking, is Pilsey's parlay of the day back as well?
1: Pilsey's parlay of the day is back, and I wow. have a, a can't-lose parlay. We're going to start off with a big W.
0: Okay, we'll get to that later on in the show. But what is your number one storyline for the Ottawa Senators heading into tonight?
1: I think, I don't want to give away my locked-on player, but okay. it's hard to avoid. Um, I think it's going to be Jake Sanderson. Like the, You've had the training camp, you've had preseason, this is it. Welcome to the NHL, Jake Sanderson. Like Now we get to see, alright, can you handle a top-four role? Now, are th- th- expectations that high right away? Maybe not, yes. but... Are you, yeah, for some people, but are you going to be able to transition into that and let's see how things start off? Again, I think this is a perfect matchup for a guy like Jake Sanderson because there's some players across uh, across the ice that are in similar situations to Jake Sanderson, yeah. also beginning their uh their NHL career. So Well,
0: Owen Power at least got a few games at the end of last
1: season. That's Sanderson
0: would have. But with the injury, it didn't manufacture itself. So I said off the top, Debrinket drew their first NHL games with Ottawa that matter. If we had had this conversation in May about what was coming, like it would have been all Jake Sanderson all the time. And now it almost seems like he's an accessory to all the other new additions that this team's made.
1: Yeah, and that is a very nice uh, kind of uh, thing for Jake Sanderson to have. It takes a little bit of the pressure off knowing the offense has many more veteran proven uh weapons added to it but I still think Pierre Dorian we all know he's out there hunting for some reinforcements on D but they're not here yet so Jake Sanderson essentially is the reinforcement because he wasn't here last year like you mentioned so it's going to be very interesting to see how he begins his NHL career
0: Well, I'm also excited to see the man between the pipes. And yes, we still do have our lockdown players coming in the final segment of this game. But Anton Forsberg just blew me away with his abilities last year. He also went one and one against the Buffalo Sabres, but stopped 52 of 55 shots. That's a 945 save percentage for those scoring at home. And when it comes to what he brings, it's calm. It's solid movements back and forth. It's good rebound control, and I'm going to be looking for that from the drop of the puck. But Pilsy, outside of goaltending, let's look at this through the wider lens, and then we'll refocus in on just today's game. If the Senators are going to be successful this season, injuries aside, goaltending aside, both very important parts of hockey, what is one area of the ice or this team that
1: you're going to be looking at for a really solid season? I'm going to head to the power play, Ross. Uh, when you finally have two fully competent power play units, and we've mentioned it a bunch, this isn't um, PP unit one, PP unit two type situation. It's a 1A, 1B type situation. No, 1A, one A. 1AA. Come on. Oh, yes. 1A, 1AA. I forgot that's how we uh, were defining <laughs> it. So if they're going to really flex that, and if that's going to become true, they need to prove it. Because... There's a lot of issues. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot of issues, but we all know the weakness of this team is the defense core. So sometimes the best uh, good offense is the best defense. So if they can keep things rolling and if they can have that power play clicking, we know, Tim still draws a lot of penalties. We know guys like uh, Drake Batherson, any, any guys in that top six are going to be able to draw penalties because they're going to be put in positions to score and other teams' defenses are eventually going to have to hook, trip or do whatever they can to try to stop them. So let's have that power play clicking. I want to see it above 20% consistently.
0: Well, a lot of NHL coaches see the power play and the penalty kill. If you add up those percentages, they want it to 100. That's kind of the, so an 85 and a 15 type thing with the penalty kill being 85. Although with this talent, who knows? Could the power play hit at 85%? I'd say tongue (laughs) in cheek. But uh, DJ Smith had higher hopes in that Ottawa Senators-centric 32 Thoughts episode from Elliott Freeman and Jeff Merrick. It was 105 that he said, or was it 110? I think it was 105 because it was above he, 100. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that in itself is impressive. They've got the horses to do it. We've talked so much about the power play, and we've actually got a graphic here for those watching on YouTube. This is how the power play is going to start the season. Kachuk net front on the first unit, Tim Stutzla on the left flank on his strong side, able to play make from there. You've got Drake Batherson in the middle, bumper position. Great playmaker. He can kind of roam around freely. To find open space. Josh Norris in his office. Back from summer vacation. And then Thomas Chabot. Quarterbacking that unit. Now on the pp one double A, We've got Tyler Mott in front of the net. Although don't be surprised tonight. If Brady Kachuk stays out for all two minutes. Of the power play. And just parks himself right in front of the net. And then you've got uh, Pinto. Who showed his bumper position prowess. He was scoring goals from damn near the blue line. Uh, In the preseason. That's a back bumper. Back (laughs) bumper. The the, rear bumper. The Ford Pinto. There you go. (laughs) He's he's got bumpers on each side. And he's also got playmakers and guys who can rip the puck on each side. Alex DeBrinket on his one-timer side. And Claude Giroux on his strong side on the right flank. And what I love about this, we spoke about it throughout the offseason. Once these were, I should say preseason, once these were formed. But I don't think teams are going to be able to flip that switch right away and know which side the shooter's coming from. The goalie's going to have to be aware because it's pretty clear the two shooters are Norris and Debrinket, and they're coming from the opposite side. And it's almost like a mirrored version of each other, these two units. And I think we're going to see a lot of confusion from penalty killers that are just like, oh damn, like they, they switched on the fly there, that was quick, Like now, now I have to defend the other side, and I'm hoping they can catch some teams off guard with that. Now we know the power play is solid, but Pillsy, does this team not have the guns, even without Alex
1: Formanton side? This should be a very strong penalty-killing team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Shane Pinto, uh, Tyler Mott, I, I, Like every time I think about him, it just emphasizes how great of a pickup that was, and makes me question why he was available so late in free agency. Like I can't believe teams with playoff aspirations weren't willing to shell out 1.3 million to have this guy on their roster. I'm glad they didn't because he's an Ottawa Senator and I'm officially stamping him as my guy this season because I love the way that guy plays hockey. We just talked about it. He could be on the PP unit one double A and also be on the top penalty killing unit. Like that's the kind of versatility this guy has so I, I think then you mix in, um, you know, yeah, Shane, Shane Pinto, already mentioned, we could see Josh Norris and even Tim Stutzler get some uh, penalty killing time. And then hopefully the decor can can solve things back there. I wonder if Jake Sanderson's going to get penalty killing time as well. But the PK, I think, is going to be decent. The power play is where they're going to make their money. Tyler Maud is your guy this year, right? I've officially stamped him, my guy.
0: Okay. Uh, should we have a guy draft on the other side of the break? We'll each take three guys outside of the obvious dudes who we, we're going to kind of lean into as our guys this year. Let's do it. All right, Pilsy, why don't you say a quick work, word from one of our favorite sponsors? And I also want to tease, the Tens fans are going to be pretty excited at who was in the starters net
1: for the Buffalo Sabres at their morning skate. Ooh, Ross, if I had to select my guy for online sports wagering... My guy would be betonline.net. It's the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network for a good reason. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth article and analysis on every single game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They've got not just hockey... Football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, MMA, boxing, golf. Whatever you want, they got it. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. And Ross, I've got a Pillsy's Parlay. Should I hit that now or, or we're going to touch on that a little later?
0: No, hit on the Parlay right now. Give the people some winners. Perfect. I need winners. I need right. winners after my Blue Jays just
1: cleared out my, my bet online account. So, Ross, for my strategy, I'm not going to be betting on any – Toronto space uh, Toronto based sports teams. That's that's something I'm going to avoid. So I've got a can't lose, must win parlay here. It consists of the Ottawa Senators money line at minus one fifteen. So Ooh, road, road, favorites road favorites to start off, but I like those odds. And then. The Pittsburgh Penguins up against the Arizona Coyotes. I'm just playing it safe. I thought about dipping my toes into the puck line, but we're going to play it safe to start off. Get a first W. Start things off easy. The money line is at minus 371. So you put those two in a parlay. sends money line, Penguins money line, $10. You're going to win 1373. That is Pillsy's parlay of the day. You can find that at betonline.net where the game starts.
0: All right, Pilsy, it's game day for the Ottawa Senators taking on the Buffalo Sabres. The Sens were 2-1 against Buffalo last year with a 5 nothing victory on home ice where Tyler Ennis was able to get the, the hat trick in that game. Remember that one? It was overshadowed, obviously, by the gong show that was Aaron Dell and him taking out um, Drake Batherson in that game. But the other win had Craig Anderson in the net. And it looks like Anderson's going to start tonight. We're going to get into the lineups, get into the senators as well. But as we do on this show, we want to give some more love to another one of our favorite sponsors. It's Shawarma Palace. Who else would it be other than the palace? Shawarma Palace has everything you need for a healthy and fulfilling meal. Yes, I didn't say filling, fulfilling. You literally leave there feeling elevated than when you went in. They have nine Ottawa locations, from Carlton's University Food Court. Are you kidding me? You lucky kids at Carlton being able to munch that every single lunch hour. I would be there bright and early, right at opening each time. They've got one in Orleans. The classic one, though, everybody has to respect the OG location on Rideau Street. That's where you'll find me more times than not when I'm in Ottawa. Although, the Bank Street location is pretty convenient as well, right by Gladstone, right in the heart of Centertown, right by Baseball Town as everyone knows as the big landmark down in center town, but go to any shawarma palace and you're guaranteed to have the best tasting shawarma meal that you've ever had. I'm talking about in Lebanon. I'm talking about in anywhere in the entire world, nothing for my money beats shawarma palace and Pilsy, The best part as well is if you don't want to actually get off your butt, it's a game day for the Sens. You're fired up. You're doing all your chores. You can use any one of your favorite delivery apps, and you can get it delivered right to your door. So there's no excuse not to have a Shawarma Palace on a game day for the Ottawa Senators. I can't wait to be in Ottawa again next week for the home opener. You already know that on home opener day, we're going to Shawarma Palace for lunch because it gives you that great base with the garlic potatoes, with the great fresh chicken, freshly shaved off the rotisserie and extra turnips it to extra garlic sauce. On there as well. Our friends at Shawarma Palace are your one-stop shop for everything you need for lunch, dinner, after the bar, snacks. It's Shawarma Palace. You're among family at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy, I'm going to leave their logo up because Shawarma Palace is the OG local sponsor. And if you want to be a part of the Locked On family, you can let us know. There's a YouTube contact email. And shoot us a message because we'd love to give your business a The shine it deserves in the Ottawa area. Just one more quick note: the uh, merch store is live, pilsy. We've been getting
1: a lot of great reviews for that. Yeah, I'm fired up that the merch store is live. I mean, it's it's so humbling to have so many people so excited, and this is just the beginning. Like, you may be on there and be like, "Oh man, there's so many options. They, you got all sizes, you got different colors, you got logos, big, small, in the center, you got the writing." That's just the beginning. We got so much more we're gonna drop. So, get your first wave of Sen Central merch and get ready for more because this is this is a new season and a new era of the Locked On Senators podcast.
0: And feedback is always welcome. I've he- yep. seen some people want hats, coffee mugs. I'm representing Brian Five or Six this morning nice. in honor of a Sens game day. But we're gonna get some Sen Central mugs going, hats, yep. you name it. We'll make it happen with our friends at Gator. As well, they're powering our website this fine afternoon. There's no better time than now to go get your Central merch than on a game day. And I mentioned Craig Anderson in the starters net for the Buffalo Sabres, Pilsy. He's faced the Sens once since leaving in 2020 with the pandemic uh, forcing him out. And it was a 3-1 loss. Now, Brady Kachuk got an empty netter in that game. He played well. But when you allow a goal to Zach Sanford and Austin Watson,
1: ew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Zach Sanford. I'm glad that those days are over. Um, but Hey, I'm excited to see Craig Anderson back in action. Obviously with my parlay and the opening game for your Ottawa Senators, I hope he doesn't do too well where we still love the guy, but when it's up against the Sens, he's in trouble.
0: Only nine of the nineteen skaters from that game are in Ottawa's opening night lineup. That's how much turnover there's been, Billy, yeah. wow. since the middle of last season. This this game I'm talking about was February seventeenth. Like we're it's
1: not right, even that long ago. Yeah, it's wow. not even that
0: long ago, and and this team has completely changed. Now, of course, Formanton played in that game. He's unsigned right now, but there's there's that much turnover. Like you're looking at a team that Adam Godette, Josh Brown, Tyler Ennis, and I'm even not counting Nikita Zaitsev, who's expected. To be a healthy scratch tonight, we'll get to the Sens lineups. But should we get to the Sabres? We already mentioned their goalie. Yep, let's do it. I like the young talent on this team, Pilsy. There's a lot of it. Do you want to run through their lines?
1: Yeah, so we got Skinner with Thompson and Olafson top line. Quinn, Middlestat, and Tuck. Krebs, Cousins, Paterka. Gergensens, Asplint, Ozo. Now for the decor, Dalling with Samuelson. Power, Yokiharu, Bryson, Labushkin, and Anderson will be starting tonight with Comrie as the backup.
0: There's a 20-way tie for the top scorer of this team with zero (laughs) points. I say tongue-in-cheek, but who are you looking out for on this roster? A lot of young talent from Jack Quinn, a good local boy for Ottawa, to Krebs and Tuck, the return for Jack Eichel. And, I mean, how can you not want to see the
1: $70 million man, Tage Thompson. As their, as their number one center? Ironically, Ross, uh, yes, the young talent is the big part of this team, but I'm going to be looking out for Jeff Skinner. This is a guy that he got to Buffalo, he scored 40 goals, and then he got a massive, massive contract, and he fell off an absolute cliff. But I believe the Jack Eichel dark cloud was really hanging over. Like, Skinner's a guy that... I think he he needs good vibes. Like, I think the vibes are down. He wasn't feeling it. He wasn't able to play up to his usual game. The contract was weighing down on him. Fans were getting at him. But now that they flipped things over, Eichel's out of there. They got new, fresh blood. It, it feels like everybody's rejuvenated. Skinner had a massive year last year. And, Ross, check out his last 20 games. He had 22 points. Like, the Sabres were on fire at the end of the season and I expect him to pick that up uh, on a top line with Thompson and Olofsson so and I think people forget how good of a skater Jeff Skinner is he's got an incredible shot and he's a great skater combine those with um, when he's feeling good and he's a legit threat so I'm going to be looking out for Jeff Skinner
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, 33 goals last year. In his career against Ottawa, Jeff Skinner has 10 goals and 18 points in 36 games between his time with Carolina and then Buffalo. Crazy to think he's already going into his fifth year in Buffalo with the Sabres. I like that pick, though, but for my lookout player, I have to go with the number one overall pick from the 2021 NHL Draft. It's Owen Power. We've heard about him for years. We've seen him on international stages time after time with Team Canada, even in the Olympic Games in the World Championships. This guy is 19 years old and he's already been able to represent at that many events. He's already got a gold at the World Championships. Well, so does Bernard Docker. Uh, He's got a Big Ten Championship as well. And He's just so physically overpowering. He's six foot six, two hundred and fifteen pounds already, and he showed really well in his eight game stint at the end of last season. Three points in eight games, a plus three, only two penalty, or two penalty minutes as well. So only one minor penalty. Sometimes we see young defensemen reach out, especially a guy with that long of a reach, Bilzy. You wouldn't be surprised for him to take a couple trips, take a couple hooks. Only one penalty there, and this guy. He showed a lot of offense in college over a point per game. And yeah, or sorry, at a point per game. And yeah, that team was completely stacked. Yeah. He had 32 points in 33 games, Pilsy. That was good for sixth on the team <laughs> in scoring. Behind Matty Beneers, Brendan Brisson, Luke Hughes, Thomas Bordalo, and Kent Johnson. So that Michigan team obviously made it a little bit easier to get some cookies. But he was a big part of it as well. I'm really intrigued because we know their top pair is solid with Rasmus Dahlin and Matias Samuelson, although $30 million for a guy with zero career goals. I know he's a defensive defenseman, but that's an eye-popping number. But now you're layering that young D-pair to 22-year-olds with a guy on the second pair now, starting out at least, with that much potential. I think the Sabres decor in the future is in real good shape, but I'm going to be looking out for Owen Power to see how close that D-core is or if there's going to be some more growing pains before it gets
1: better. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more growing pains. But Rasmus Dallin, like the, this guy is in full stride. He's, he's a number one defenseman in the NHL already. He's had his growing pains. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, now that Ryssalainen's out there, Owen Power kind of uh, replaces him as as the second guy there. So yeah, I think this decor is kind of getting there, but they're not. that's, That's the Buffalo Sabres, right? Like they're getting there. They're not there yet.
0: Okay, awesome. We're going to find out a little bit later on how that looks on the Sabers' back end, but a ton of young talent. I'm sure some Sens fans will be locked on to J.J. Paterka, hoping and wishing they could have had a do-over. No disrespect to Roby Jarventi, but then J.J. Paterka goes the next pick, and we know that he had great chemistry with Tim Stutzla at the World uh, Juniors that was uh, right after the draft, and we're like, oh, no, come on. You could have had him, too. It's going to be a lot of TVs yeah. on in Germany tonight, eh?
1: Yeah, and and like that would have just perfectly kind of embodied the Pierre Dorian friendship draft. <laughs> like, bring in Paterka yeah. to appease to Timmy. And I no mean, it just he's an incredible player. It's not even just like throwing throw a pick away. Like, I'm pretty sure he was one one of, if not the top rookie in the AHL last year. Like he absolutely lit it up for Rochester.
0: Well, his teammate won AHL Rookie of the Year, Jack Quinn. We're going to see him in this oh, okay. game yeah. as well. So a yeah. pair of AHL Rookie of the Year, recent uh, award winners in this game with Josh Norris yep. on the send side. What do you take, say we take another quick break and then get into the Ottawa Senators' angle of tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres? It's a 7 o'clock puck drop, right, Eastern? Yep. I can't wait the extra half hour. Good. Seven o'clock puck drop tonight Woo! in Buffalo. The Ottawa Senators taking on the Buffalo Sabres. Stick with us. We've got a full preview from the Sens, including our locked on players coming up right after a quick word from some of our favorite sponsors. All right. You are listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. You're home for Ottawa Senators content Monday through Friday right here on YouTube and available on all audio podcast platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter as well at send central. You can follow the show on Instagram, locked on dot senators and be a friend, tell a friend. We'd love to spread the word and let everyone know where they can get all of the interviews, postcasts, immediate reaction. Pillsy, it's your one-stop shop for all things, Ottawa senators.
1: Yeah. Ross at Sen central, all the content we've pumped out since the last <laughs> Ottawa senators game. And it like when we're going through it, it just seems like this is our normal grind. But when you put it all together and put those numbers like we we were there was no off in the off season for us. But we're back to the regular season and I couldn't be happier. I'm so fired up. It feels it feels so good to do other teams, lines, look out players like to get back into the swing of things. The postcast is just yeah. lurking over the corner. We're going to have so much fun. Hockey's back. Have we said that? I don't think sends we said that this episode. S- hockey, no, her. but hockey is back. Like I mentioned Why? yesterday, Why? Because Matt Russ. Murray
0: let in four over his glove?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, I finished work early and I was like, nice, I'm going to watch hockey all night. I got home, sat on the couch, put on Leafs versus Habs and I was like, this would be so much cooler if it was the Sens playing like this. Is, like I'm happy hockey's back. And like, it's great to watch the Leafs choke a game in the final minute as, as they always do to a terrible Montreal Canadiens team. But I want the Sens. Give me the Ottawa Senators. And now the Sens are back, so hockey is officially back.
0: Hockey is officially back. And just to pull up on your point there about our off-season grind, we can't thank you, the listener, the viewer, enough. It really does help motivate us to do this each and every day and more as we've had weekend content over the last month from the Behind the Blog series to our season previews with our Atlantic Division host on Locked On. And I'd point everyone to our description after you watch this. And we had a great chat. One of our favorite guys on Locked On, uh, on, Locked on is, um, is Sneaky Joe from Locked On Sabres. So you can go check that out. It's available on all audio platforms as well. Get to know the enemy before tonight's mm-hmm. game. But now let's take a look at the gentlemen who are looking yes. to make Ottawa a playoff team for the first time since 2017. 27- Teen. It's the same lines we're assuming as practice from yesterday. And they are as follows. Tim Stutzla centering Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. Josh Norris in between Alex DeBrinket and Claude Giroux. Shane Pinto is between Tyler Mott and Mattia Joseph. And Mark Kastelik is centering Parker Kelly and Austin Watson. On defense, Thomas Chabot with Artem Zub. Jake Sanderson with Travis Hamanick. And Eric Brandstrom is with Nick Holden. Anton Forsberg is your expected starter, and the extras are Dylan Gambrell and Derek Broussard. And on defense, twenty-two. The only injury for the Sens right now is Cam Talbot. Pillsy, I think this is as optimum of a roster as they can with the players available to them.
1: Yep, I would agree. This is if you put all the the players in this franchise, and set up this roster. This is how I would do it other than the Talbot injury, obviously. So I'm fired up. Like, everything is in place. I, I'm i very intrigued by the swapping of Norris and Stutzla. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet, but I'm willing to give it a, a chance, especially if Tim Stutzla feels like this is the way he'll have the most success. But that top six, like, it still hasn't fully sunk in, Ross, that Alex DeBrinket and Klojiru are here. Like, we've said it thousands of times. Thousands. It's like it still hasn't fully sunk in. Like what I think when I see Giroux make a smooth pass to Jabrinket for a a one-timer and they score on the power play or even even strength, maybe that's when it'll sink in, but it's it feels like a dream still. It still does.
0: I'm right with you there, Pilzy, because you look at what this roster was last opening night and our friend Graham Creech the creature over at TSN 1200. He tweeted out, so I'm actually going to leave this one up right now so that people who are watching can see this lineup. Listen to this. Last opening night, game one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And thank God they're playing Buffalo tonight. You you alluded to it at the start, but it was three straight opening night games against the Leafs and five in the last six years. Yeah, Ottawa won four of the five games. That's besides the point. It's just nice to have a different look to open The regular season. But last year, October 14th, so one day, uh, one more day to a year on this day, it was Stutzla at left wing with Norris and Batherson. It was Shane Pinto between Nick Paul and Connor Brown. I actually really like that line, but that's besides the point. This is where it gets wild. Chris Tierney with Alex Formanton and Tyler Ennis. I pause on purpose because. (sighs) Shaw was in the opening night lineup. Yeah. No disrespect to the good East Coast lad. Captain Longest
1: serving Belleville captain.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we're not trying to uh we're not trying to minimize his impact, Logan Shaw's on the franchise, but him was Zach Sanford and Parker Kelly. That was the third line. The second pair on D Pilsy, after Shabbat Zo was Victor Mete and Nikita Zaitsev. Ugh. And then Nick Holden and Josh Brown. So Let's just say things are looking up from the team that we went and saw Anton Forsberg steal a game against the Leafs last season. So outside of the obvious storylines that we've gotten into from our bull prediction episodes to every, basically every show this summer, Pilsey, it all comes down to this. Who is your locked on player
1: to watch in tonight's game? Well, I alluded to it a little bit earlier in the first segment, but I'm sticking with it. It's Jake Sanderson, like the the fifth overall pick. Timmy's already, from the same draft, third overall, he's already got a couple seasons under his belt.
0: Already has 130 NHL games.
1: Yeah, so it is time that Jake Sanderson's here. I, I fully agree and respect his decision to stay. I think it was the right choice and... Obviously, we would have hoped that those injuries wouldn't have happened. But he got a lot of valuable experience. He got some good development, as we know. Nodak, great defensive-minded coach in uh, Brad Berry. So nothing wrong with that. But now let's see what you can do. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Travis Hamanick, too. uh, Kind of uh, just by association. Because he's going to have to be the veteran guy that helps navigate Sanderson into a pro career. So my lockdown player is going to be number 85, Jake Sanderson.
0: Well, the captain just had some good words. The Sens are speaking to the media after practice. And uh, the quote is from Brady Kachuk. Sanderson is already an unreal player. All yeah. the little things he's already so good at. So yeah. <laughs> that in itself is extremely good news. And even better news, DJ Smith, Monday's guest on Locked On Sanders. I should say Tuesday. We took Monday off giving thanks and all of that. Artem Zub is in the lineup tonight. So... The scare is over. Artem Zub yeah. is good to we play. We want number two, not 22. Exactly. <laughs> so really, really looking forward to the, him getting on the ice. He's not, though, my locked-on player to watch. It's Claude Giroux because I need to see it to believe it all game long. Claude Giroux playing with the two best shooters on the team. Claude Giroux by far has the most career assists on this team. He's arguably still the best playmaker on this team. And I can't wait to see how he reads and reacts off of these two guys. Like on the cycle, he's going to have so many options. If he gets the puck down low, you just hope that the Brinkett and, and Norris and like, I don't know if this is a levy lock. I don't even know if it's that like crazy to say one of Norris or DeBrinket are scoring a goal tonight. If not both, if not both. And I'll, and- I'll go a step further and say Claude Drew's assisting on every goal that those two score as long as it's on the power play with Norris obviously being on the other unit. Yeah. But anything DeBrinket gets tonight, Giroux going to be in the middle of it. That's my prediction.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And and Ross, you're giving a lot of credit, as you should, to shooters in Norris and DeBrinket and Drew being able to set them up. But don't take away from Giroux himself. That guy can still put the puck in the back of that too. If, if the Buffalo Sabres decide to cheat and cover Norris and DeBrinket really heavy, sure, give Cloak that open lane. Give him that opportunity because I have faith in him to get the job done just on his own as well.
0: Yes, and his career against the Buffalo Sabres, 48 points in 49 career yes. games, shooting 14% against him as well. That's you mentioned solid. that he can shoot the puck. He's also at 294 career goals, Pilsy, six away from the 300 goal milestone. Nice but we, we also know that he's 77 points away yes. from a 1,000 in his NHL career. I'm going to be locked on Claude Giroux tonight. I'm also going to be curious to see how many faceoffs he takes because we yeah. spoke so much about how he's going to take face-offs for Timmy, and now he's not even on his line. So, I mean, Brady's a good face-off guy for a winger. Maybe he'll take some, but the lefty lefty. With that, where Giroud a righty, it made sense. He would have taken everything on the right side of the ice. But I'm curious to see how many face-offs drew ends up with tonight and how they utilize the face-off circle, although I know you're our resident face-off guru.
1: Yes, I do love me some face-off stats, especially, Ross, when... Oh, Ross, what are we doing? We forgot one of our key parts to every game day, keys uh-huh. to victory. Whoa! That leads perfectly into my keys to victory is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect lead-in. Uh, we're a little late on it, but that's okay. Actually, no, this is exactly no. when we want to do keys to victory. My right key to time. victory is... This is going to shock you. Spoiler <laughs> Score more face-offs. goals on this team? No, face-offs, Ross, because look at the center depth for... Can you pull up the Buffalo Sabres lines just quickly here? Yeah, give me a moment. Um, the center depth for the Buffalo Sabres is very, very young. You're looking at Tage Thompson, Casey Middlestat, Dylan Cousins, and Rasmus Asplund. So none of these guys are established veterans. Now, the same could be said if you flip it over to the Sens, right? Uh, In Norris, Stutzla, Pinto, and Kastlik. But I would say I like the face-off matchup, especially because, as you mentioned, you get guys like Brady Chuck, Lowe Giroux, that can step in and win face-offs as well. So I want to see the Sens win those face so they can start the every play with the puck on their sticks and have the Buffalo Sabres playing catch-up here.
0: Yeah, for me, it's the Ottawa Senators and their special teams. We talked yep. about it at the start as a season-long goal, but it starts tonight. This power play has to click, and the penalty kill has to give up absolutely next to nothing. And I'm curious to see who the other penalty killers are because we expect it's going to be Pinto and Mott on, on one unit, most likely yep. keep the two guys from the same line. Matthew Joseph? Could just as well be there. But are they going to rely on the kids on the fourth line to kill penalties? Like, will Kelly and Casty be out there together killing penalties? Or will they look for a little more um, experience? Because we saw at the end of last year, Josh Norris started killing some penalties. Even Timmy was out there occasionally. I don't think he's going to be out there tonight on on the defensive side of special teams. But I do wonder... If Josh Norris is going to be used, maybe him and Giroux out there as like the last 30 seconds of the penalty kill type thing where they can then roll into half shift and try to switch the momentum and get it going forward. But one of my keys to victory, it has to be special teams tonight because the Senators, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch at five on five, but I think they're going to give up quite a bit as well, especially down low off the cycle. But I am very excited for this special teams unit to start as well Pillsy. We also said we're going to draft our guys. So, do you want to go with Tyler Mott first? 111
1: Tyler Mott, my guy. So,
0: are these going to be guys who are not expected to to be something, you know what? Like guys who we'd be pleasantly surprised if they have a positive impact on this team because then Mott would kind of he's kind of in the mix though. So he's he's got to be I'd say at best the 8th best forward on this team.
1: yeah um i don't know i don't want to put too too much parameters on it like just just go with what what you're feeling
0: okay i'll go with thomas shabbat then i mean if we're going with anybody because that guy if you look at just accounting stats and yes there's been injuries he hasn't hit 40 points since that, since the worst year of the rebuild where everything was running through him. He hit 55 points that year. And yes, there hasn't been a full season that he's played, especially with his injury at the end of last year, missing the last 20 plus games. But I'm primed for a big year for Thomas Shabbat. Plus he joined us for our 500th episode. So yes. you know we got to give him some stick taps for that. So I'll go with Thomas Shabbat and then snake draft. You know I've been waiting for this one. This is a redemption year. For Travis Haminick. He's one of my guys this
1: year, for sure. All right, going back-to-back defenseman here. I like that. Uh, I'm going to stick on the third line. And Matthew Joseph just signed a long-term extension. He's someone that I think his offense is... Just about to explode. We saw a good portion of that in a small sample size last year. But also, look out for him. Again, you obviously don't want any injuries to happen. But if injuries happen, he's someone that can move up into the lineup. And I'll be confident that he can hang with the big boys in the top six. So I love that. And yeah, maybe penalty killing. Maybe he even gets a little uh, taste of some power play time later on as well. So Matty Joseph is someone I think is is being overlooked. And he's my, my number two guy.
0: Okay, give me your number three guy, Snake Draft. We'll each do four.
1: All right. I, I was going to go with another kind of bottom six guy, but since you went uh, Thomas Shabbat, I got to take a top guy, and I'm going with Tim mm. Stutzla. I mean, this guy's going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to lead the team in points. I think once he figures out how to improve in the faceoff dot with having Claude Giroux there, that helps. Tim Stutzler, that's my guy. I, I started the Umlat movement, Ross. Yes, so you did. I, I got to hang with uh, my fellow German countrymen.
0: 100%. And I'm a good Ottawa boy, so I got to go with Claude Giroux nice, coming yep. in here as my number three guy to join uh, Thomas Chabot, Travis Hamanick, and we got Claude Giroux. What else can I say about him that I haven't already? Like this guy, he just changes the perception of this team going forward. And then to wrap it up, Pilsy... I got his college jersey hanging in my damn closet. I got to go with Shane Pinto here. My dark horse still at plus 2,000 odds on bet online to win the Calder. This guy's <laughs> yeah. a, hes just a scorer. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's going to play responsible defensively. He's a, a big dude, and I think that's going to help him this year turn the page on his poor faceoff numbers at the NHL level. he I don't think he's going to be back to his 65% college days. But I think he's going to be hovering around 50 at the NHL level. And that's going to be huge for a team where we've seen them chip and chase for so many years. Yeah. I need more puck possession. You talk about faceoffs, that's one way to get it, but smarter ways of holding on to pucks. And I think we're going to see that through these top nine,
1: at least on offense. All right. Well, if you're taking four guys, then I'm also four. going to. Oh, okay. Then I'm taking another guy. You talk about a big, strong dude and the number four fourth line center. I'm going Mark Castle. Like, okay. I mean, strongest player in the entire organization.
0: Ooh, Casty. He,
1: ooh, Casty. <laughs> uh, he's got great face-off numbers as well. You guys know I love that. And this this guy is the perfect fourth line center. He's big, he's gonna make uh life on opponents really difficult, and he can score the occasional goal here as well. And him and Parker Kelly as a duo is. Deadly. And then having Austin Watson, the savvy vet that lives and breathes grinder fourth line hockey hey, as a he mentor. He was a, is he was a great. shooter last spring. What was it?
0: Like Six goals in his last 15 games or something? Yeah,
1: he did pop off at the end of the season. So he's going to get the offense clicking on that line as well.
0: Well, what I like about his offense is how many of his goals. I believe we looked this up throughout the summer. I want to say he had seven game opening goals, like first goal of the game. And that's what you want. You want your fourth yeah. line to create momentum, whether it's through a big hit, a fight, a forechecking and shift, or how about a goal? And this is no disrespect to Alex DeBrinkett, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Brady Kachuk. They're all dudes, but we need our own guys. And we want <laughs> to give some shine to some guys who are at the bottom of the lineup. And that's why I had Hammonick. In my mix, and you got Casty on yours, but hey, the third line—that's our line, I guess—that because we got all three of those those guys. Um, we love you mentioned that line. Tim. Stu- you mentioned Tim Stutzla. You have him leading this team in points. Yes, I'm sir. between Brady Kachuk and Alex DeBrinket for Ooh. me. I think DeBrinket leads the team in goals with between 38 to 45. I would say is is a fair estimate for me with Alex DeBrinket. So you you said points though for Timmy, right? Points, yes, points. All right. Well, hey, the road starts tonight. And I think we, we've we had all the hype throughout this episode. I think we got to finish off by saying cautious optimism is the name of the game. There are still some holes on this team. There's still a, a really tough division in the Atlantic. So what to you would be worst
1: case scenario? I mean, worst case scenario is, is this team is not in it come trade deadline. And I think the, the only way that happens is... Injuries. Like I think if this team stays healthy, they're going to at least be in it by trade deadline because we can't have another year of being a seller at the deadline. That just can't happen. So, I would say that's worst case scenario. Okay, for me, I'm just going to say four wins in their
0: first 20 games. That's what we saw in back-to-back years. Yeah. To me, worst case is four wins. Even six wins in their first 20 games ain't going to cut it. It's got to be less than 10 losses. Let's put it that way. If, they, if they're if they around 500, but they've got a few uh, loser points in there, I'll live. But these guys need to get off to a good start. And our Tuesday guest, DJ Smith, is ready for the challenge. You heard him say it, yep. and you can go back and listen to our full interview with him on Tuesday. Pierre Dorian was on the show last month, and we are fired up for the postcast. So stay tuned after the game on our YouTube channel. We'll have the link up to the, to the screen about five minutes after the final whistle, and then we'll go live about 10 minutes after, and we'll explain the new look postcast this season. Pilsy, any final thoughts on our first of hopefully more than 82 game days this year for the Ottawa Senators?
1: Ross, I got a, a scrambly brain. We just went through everything, but there is only one thought in my brain. It consists of three words. Go. Go. sense, Sens. Go. Go. This is it. It's the regular season up against the Buffalo Sabres. You said cautiously optimistic, Ross, but I'm just going to let the vibes and optimism flow through. <laughs> there's no caution today. Not for the start of this season. Full optimism, full vibes. Your Ottawa Senators are back. Hockey is back. Get excited.
0: Should we let Brady Kachuk or Nick Holden take us into this game day?
1: You got to let the captain lead his team, Ross. You got to let the captain do it. All
0: right, let's hear from Brady Kachuk. If that didn't embody Sen's army, I don't know what did. For today, we say goodbye. We'll chat in the postcast. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day.